Welcome to the Legalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Sager, founder and CEO of Legalpreneur Inc. As a serial entrepreneur and someone that works exclusively with small business owners legally protecting their business, I'm dedicated to covering common legal issues faced by business owners, providing you with the business knowledge you need to catapult your business's growth and showing you just how some of the world's most elite entrepreneurs have handled these legal and business issues themselves. In true attorney fashion, the information in this episode is not legal advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your attorney before implementing any of the information in the show. Hey there, welcome back. I'm so excited to be joined today by Alexandra Solorsono. She actually owns Al Consultancy Group. She used to work in a law firm and is surrounded by attorneys all day long. Really, she's on the compliance side, and I'm really excited for her to join us. So, Alex, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Andrea, for having me. Yeah, go ahead and give us your story. Like, how did you get to where you are today? I think it's quite the journey because how do you, like, like what you're doing is incredible. And I'm really excited for the business owners listening to hear what you do, but give us your backstory. Well, thank you. That's very flattering. Uh, the short version is I broke all the rules. Uh, <laughs> the I love that. That's the best way to start the story. <laughs> the long version of the story is um, Gwenchi VA always been focused on anti-corruption, transparency, very like high ethics, you name it, right? Like very like strongly focused in the fight against crime. Um, I get a job out of college. It was in a law firm, hated it. Uh, I was ready to jump ship, but I became friends with this lady who became, who was an equity partner. And I didn't know that. I just thought she was this really cool, badass lady who just went to pick up her printing job at my desk. And I was looking for excuses to talk to her. Even like, I was even sliding news articles under her door. And like, it was the time when like Oliverich was going on, like Lava Jato, all the big like money laundering scandals going on like across the globe. Like not just like in one place, but like, you know how like Lava Jato tumbled a lot of like, like leaders all over the world, you name it. Like it was a very, very fun time while I was siloed just doing like admin stuff um in this boring department and then this there was this cool lady who just knew so much about it and I was like I want to be on this side I didn't even know that was an option I was just like you're cool I want to talk to you um then eventually like she started test driving me giving me client work and I started doing client work neglecting my work almost got fired. And then she just said, all right, you come over to me. And I'm like, yes, (laughs) ma'am. And then she just said, I'm going to make you an anti-money laundering specialist. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Um, as simple as that. And then I stayed with her for like about five, six years. Um, we hopped to another firm, you know, this is all like the DC big law firms, a great team, great experience, but it got to a point that I just said, I don't want to be a lawyer. Um, I got as high as I could, but just law was not for me. I've always been more internationally focused. I'm originally from Nicaragua. So I've always had like that, like international mindset. And I didn't want, want to lock myself up in the United States. And the more I got to see the industry, I started realizing like how flawed the industry was, particularly like in the financial crime side of things, like just so many, the rhetoric was the same. The rhetoric was the same. 
always the same thing, not getting anywhere. You want to catch criminals, but you're just treating it like a checklist. Like, no, if you want to catch a criminal, you got to think like a criminal. As simple as that. Criminals have no boundaries. Why should I? And that, like, I tried doing consulting, super surface level, because I ended up in an auditing firm, was not for me. And eventually I just said, like, screw it. Let's, Let's just change the wheel. Like, let's tackle things differently. And that's how the owl began. That is awesome. That is awesome. So how do you support businesses today? How do you support law firms today? Okay, so we have we try to adapt to everybody's business needs. So if you're a small business, it's based on your risk. If it's simple as, hey, I want to engage a new supplier, a new manufacturer, we will do that due diligence, try to make sure there's no red flags pl- present, verify that they're like that they're registered, that the owner the controller is not some kind of shady individual or things just don't make sense um or like for example if you tell me oh i'm gonna do business with a supplier that's only a year old and they seem to have this giant operation it's like where the hell did that money even come from you know like that could be like a criminal enterprise in and of itself um or like if you're a law firm, like a lot of times like law firms will like outsource, like say like M&A due diligence, uh, particularly on the sanction side, the ML, like AML side, verifying like customers of customers, making sure that supply chain is all clean, that there's no like SDN or sanctioned entity in the picture, all of that, like that's pretty much what my team does. And sometimes we have like the fun investigations where like the really creative ones where you just break the norm of we've had to do inheritance tracking because of like complex, like, you know, really rich guy, multiple wives, multiple kids, mistresses, (laughs) you name it. Like the whole telenovela right there. Uh, And like, hell, we've even done like genealogy trees. Never thought I was going to do that, but hey. Wow. You just figure out what it is the client, what does the client need and at what speed, right? If you need a like quick turnover of 24 hours, we figure out what is what that what makes the most sense for you. Um, if we, we have more time, then can we can really do those like deep investigations. Um, we are currently in talks with a client that could like that they kind of want us to be able to expose a corruption ring and like a cover up. And that's going to be a really, really interesting case in and of itself. But that's like the kind of case that gets all of your creative juices going. You definitely have to be cautious and careful, of course, but mm-hmm. you just get to like think like a criminal while having a conscience. I always say that's the difference. Like we're criminals with a conscience, yep. kind of like, you know, like the white hat, hat, white hat hacker versus the black hat hacker. We're on the white hat side um, of things, mm-hmm. but it really just depends like what is your need i'm not going to come and tell you hey you need to do this when it doesn't make sense yeah that's incredible like that's so interesting you may have the most interesting job on the planet (laughs) oh my gosh and that's quite the journey you were able to actually work your way up in a law firm without being a lawyer which is totally possible and you weren't a paralegal it's just like one of those interesting just literally like you said literally breaking the rules and making your or really just making your own rules. Yeah. So congrats <laughs> to you. That's incredible. And so how can you because the audience here is pretty much all small business owners. And so can you without giving away too much information, can you talk about how you have supported small business owners in the past and some things maybe to look out for 
because I hear all the time, I mean, I get, I get the sad stories where it's like, Hey, I got scammed for this, or, you know, I believed them for this. What are some things that they can look out for to not get taken like that? All right. Let's start with the fact of if it sounds too good to be true, it is definitely too good to be true. It's most likely a scam, a fraud, something going on. Um, I, I always try to approach things from a common sense perspective. Is, let's say, like the typical life cycle or growth normally takes 8 to 10 years and somebody's promising you 4 years? That's iffy. Um, there could be some kind of scheme going on in there that you're not aware of. Um, I, I, I'm a big believer of asking as many, of, uh, as many questions as possible. And if the person cannot answer and like satisfy them, then there's something off. Um, sometimes I think small business owners, you're, you're stuck in this situation where you just want to grow really fast. You really want to build out your name. You just, you want to run. And sometimes running is not the best option because you don't see the little rocks that are on the road or anything that's going to make you stumble and fall. And criminals, they know no boundaries. They, they know no sizes and they, they'll take advantage of whoever they can. So, so, I mean, I, I think like from a small business perspective, if you're doing everything right, registering your company, um, taking like making the effort of just doing the right things and laying the foundation, whoever you're going to do business should have done those things. If they haven't, then ask yourself what's going on. Yeah, I love that because that's exactly what I tell people, especially when especially when people are hesitant to even use contracts in business. They're like, oh, I just do handshake deals. Like last week I was at Podcast Movement, a conference, and we had a booth and so many people would come up to us and ask questions. Or, and I remember there was actually a couple of ladies and they, we always ask like, Hey, what legal protection do you have in your business? And there was a couple that were like, Oh, nothing. I just do everything as a handshake deal. And I'm just like, okay, good for you. But inside I'm just like, I would never do business with you because for me, even me personally, I tell, I've talked about this on the podcast before. If I'm hiring out something, if I'm hiring a contractor or for, for the business or for me personally, if they don't send me a contract, I'm not doing business with them because I like, obviously I'm an attorney. I talk about getting everything in writing. So I practice what I preach. And so if they're like, oh, we just do a handshake deal, da, 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 I'm like, mm, not so much. And I think that's just also a great way to, you know, back yourself up when it comes to just like talking about the due diligence portion. Hey, did you do your due diligence? Did you check on this company? If you're paying them $10,000 a month to get you X results and they don't send you a contract, what are you, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> what are, are you able to talk about any, like some interesting things that you've seen that like without telling the confidential names and identities, mm -hmm. but so, some things. Yeah. I will tell you one of the wildest cases that I worked on, which just highlighted the need of 
showcasing to like not showcasing but showing the world of the importance of doing a preliminary due diligence um this was pre-owl but we had this client we get pinged uh they were a maritime company they thought they were doing business with the saudi the saudis and they got super excited because they were gonna sign the deal the saudi company wanted to even pay them extra as long as like they delivered it on time and it was like a straight shot too good to be true right yeah um these guys rushed through the process you know and halfway through the ocean they're getting calls from federal agencies saying you are transporting iranian oil this is a federal crime and Of course, the the client oh freaks gosh. out. They want to return, drop it off, you know, wash their hands and say, like, nope, not doing this. And because especially nowadays, everything is like open source and you can like track the vessels. These pirates realize that the vessel was changing course and they start calling the client and say, hey, if you give this oil to the United States, we know where your family is. We're going to kidnap your family. It, it turned into like a crazy, like, like uh, like it, it was a movie it was a movie right so it was one of those like every second counts counted so we start just like working on different angles my boss at the time was the one that was dealing with the federal authorities my other colleague she was like looking like a different ways of like okay how can we save the situation i was doing like the post-mortem what the hell happened how did this guys fall into this first of all company was not registered in saudi arabia um oh my god okay second of all you look at the website and the website actually looked like one of those like 90s retro websites oh my gosh i know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) if you would have clicked on the second page you would have hit the the templates the lorem ipsum templates yeah the yeah the the templates and the latin yeah yep and then if you check the source code the website was built about a month before the deal was signed and the people that they were talking to just with a basic google search you would have seen that they were they seemed to be iranian so like there were enough question marks that should have said wait hold on like maybe we should not proceed with this um so that was just like a crazy situation and this is one of the extremes of oh i didn't do my due diligence therefore oops i'm now in deep trouble Uh, What ended up happening was we found a happy ending in the best way possible in the sense of we had to detour. A neutral party was able to seize the oil. They appeared as the heroes and we were able to, you know, do an operation to make sure that everybody was safe. Uh, But I can't get into any more details than that. But it was just one of those like crazy stories of this is real. Criminals are real. So my question is, the client that actually was doing the transporting, what type of comp, like what kind of U.S. company are they? And what I mean by that is like, are they just like a small mom and pop type of shop or are they this huge corporation where they like either way they should have done their due diligence, but like what type of company was this or what type of person was this? This was a maritime company. Um, okay yeah so maritime companies are not that small i'd say it ranges from medium to huge usually the bigger ones have 
a more robust compliance program the medium ones or the ones that are kind of like starting out not so mm -hmm. much and the maritime world is still a pirate industry at the end of the day wow i want your job <laughs> you well i, I also can imagine well i mean i can also imagine that it can be very 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 stressful for you what are some or are you able to talk about when sometimes that you were like oh my gosh i don't know how we're gonna make it out of this i mean yes there are definitely a couple of times when you know something's off you know what you need to find but you cannot find it and there's a deadline right on top of you. You're frustrated. You're banging your head against the wall. Um, it, it honestly, sometimes it just takes a teamwork because anybody who tells you that they're doing investigations and they're doing it alone, I wouldn't trust them. Why? Because people were prone to make mistakes. If you look at something for so long, you, you even start imagining things. It's always good to bring in like an extra set of hands to question you to think on a different angle that's kind of like how my team and i we operate i will delegate to all of them and then when they start hitting roadblocks and they find things i tell them hey did you look at this did you look at that if they can't find anything then we jump in and start like doing it as a team like you always have somebody that starts but you got to do it as a team yeah yeah oh my gosh I can only imagine all the stories you have. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my, I'm just like sitting here racking my brain, just imagining the things that you've had to deal with or you've got to deal with. I can imagine it's a lot of fun. It, it definitely is. And sometimes you kind of feel like you're like in a conspiracy theory world, even though it's not a conspiracy oh theory gosh. world. Yes. Um, yes. I mean, you remember like the Russia Ukraine war when Russia invaded and the media was like, Oh my God, Russia controls everything in Europe, the energy supply, all of that. That's not news. That was happening like five years ago. Anybody who would have like done any kind of due diligence that stumbled into the gas bronze, the Ross nest and all of that, they would have seen the like, how huge of a tentacle all these companies have and where they everything that they were touching so it was not a shocker to see russia's influence in europe um and even like across the globe like you find it in african countries latin america you just need to take the time to look um but not everybody has that time and not everybody knows how to look um and that's all part of why we do this because we enjoy it even though sometimes we can sound like crazy people saying like crime, 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 evil, evil, evil. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm curious more on the business side mm -hmm. of things. When did you finally, cause it sounds, it sounds like you were working, you were hired and an employee with law firms. And then now you have your own consultancy mm -hmm. group, Al, how did you make that decision? So when I decided at the law firm that I, was not going to be a lawyer. There were also certain aspects about the practice of law that I was not a big fan of. I decided to try consulting. Um, and I ended up at this firm. It was just not the right fit. 
because they they sold themselves as we do everything financial crimes and in reality it was we do everything audits financial crimes you don't put an investigator to do audits it doesn't go well um so it didn't work out i mean we we, we were just not clicking i was frustrated um when I was at the law firm, I was trying to create like a platform to do like a deeper investigation, uh, something that could like help me scrape the web better and do the connections. I had put that on pause when I was getting frustrated with this law, like with this consulting firm, it coincided with the fact that a former boss called me and said, Hey, I need your investigator skills, but I can't hire you as an employee. And when he was going to send the contract, he's like, do you want it under your name or under a business? And that's kind of like when the light bulb went off. And I said, wait, I'm being stupid. Let's do it as a business and let's actually do it right because I do want to build this platform. I think there's like capacity here, like the, the ability for us to like really grow and expand. And this is a market that not many people are like targeting. And, you know, you just don't know where you're going to end up. And look, the first Four and a half, five months, it was me doing solo, primarily because I was like laying the foundation, figuring out the invoicing, all the headaches of a small business. Yes, um, <laughs> the solopreneur. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it sucks. Um, mm-hmm. Then also learning how to hire people, learning how to interview people. Um, I kid you not, I had somebody quit on me in less than 24 hours. Wow. <laughs> Oh my, as an investigator? Is that what they were hired for? Yes, but I didn't even give them an investigative assignment. I just asked them to review like a work product and it overwhelmed them um, because of the language barrier. So, (laughs) okay. It wasn't that hard. I still stand by like by my point that it wasn't that hard, but hey, not everybody's going to be able to do your job and that's something that you got to be okay with. And that's when I learned, okay, I need to hire people based on attitude. And when I say based on attitude is I like the go-getters. I like the people that will bang their head against the wall a thousand times. And if you tell them to go bang their head against the wall another thousand times, they will still do it. Um, you want that kind of people because investigations are hard and it's, they're going to be frustrating. And you want somebody who can see the light at the end of the tunnel and can keep on pushing through. Um, so we went f- we went from that, like starting like to hire people. It, then the extra time that I had was dedicated to business development. Um, you know, getting your name out there, building the brand, doing all the things that you're supposed to be, do to to really look at, like a legitimate business and act like a business. And what I like to say is be a grown up um, in this world because when you start a solo, is you're still figuring it out. It's like a kid trying to figure out what to how to do things like you break stuff and that's kind of how it's supposed to be yeah so how big is your team today we're five that's the core team nice that's Mm -hmm. awesome yeah congrats that must be and when did you go out on your own uh end of september last year oh that's awesome that's great growth that's awesome thank you thank you yeah so we turn one at the end of september we're gonna celebrate in argentina a lot of meat a lot of wine um, and I mean, we're also trying to line it up with like other like client meetings that we have down there, but it's a great opportunity for everybody to meet each other because our whole team is all over the world, like, or primarily in the Americas, um, because everybody speaks two to three languages in my firm. Um, 
investigations turn international real quick and there's no translator that will ever be that good you want to understand culture you want to understand a lot of things so yeah that's kind of like how we've been doing so far it seems like we're doing good so hopefully it continues like that that's awesome well alexandra i really really appreciate your time today and before i let you go i ask everybody the same exact question what is your number one business tip my number one business tip is create a culture of safety and trust with your employees and your team. Yes. Your team should not feel threatened by the boss. They should be able to feel like I, they can call you, they can contact you, that it's going to be a teamwork and people are more willing to go the extra mile when they feel like they are in a safe environment than when they feel in, they're in a hostage environment. My like One of my rules is if the client is pissed, they're calling me and they're yelling at me, not like any of my team members. I've, I find a way to vent and then I go and figure out how to like clean up the situation. But I think having a happy team, a healthy team dynamic and being accessible to your employees is a game changer. Yeah, I love that. That's a great tip. I don't think we've heard anything like that before. So thank you for that. Well, if we have somebody that is interested in working with you, how can they get in touch? Honestly, you can just shoot me an email or you can go to our website. Our website is very simple, owlconsultancygroup.com or my email if you're able to actually figure it out. It's a solorzano, S-O-L-O-R-Z as in zebra, A-N-O, at owlconsultancygroup.com. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And we'll put that in the show notes. So don't worry about jotting that down <laughs> okay. if you're listening. All right. Well, thank you so much for this. This has been great. And I know that the audience has loved it as well. Well, thank you so much. It was so much fun. Here at Legalpreneur, we're committed to providing a supportive legal community for all business owners. I know how scary the legal stuff can be. If you found this information helpful, I would be so grateful if you could share it with a fellow business owner. And quite frankly, it doesn't cost anything to rate, review, or subscribe to the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners, which allows me to support more business owners in their entrepreneurial journey. Have any questions or comments about the show? feel free to drop me a line on Instagram. I promise I read all of the messages and comments. And if you want to be a guest on the show or know someone that would make a great guest, simply fill out our application form and a team member will reach out if we think it's a good fit. I'll see you in the next episode.